Greetings from New Jersey. And today I will be on my way to Colombia <clears throat> with a few of the uh, members here for a, a, a retreat and a, a wonderful Janmashtami festival. Really anxious for the people here to, to see what the congregation is there. Um, I was speaking on Krishna's birth and I did get up to the time that Krishna was born. Um, and I didn't really go further than that, but I guess, uh, and I'm not prepared to speak further than that. So I guess maybe the next time I speak, um, I guess on Wednesday, is uh, I can discuss it when he's transferred. Today I thought um, I'll just read from a book called Bhaktyalok by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, where he discusses two verses in the Upadesha Amrita. Upadesha is instructions. Amrita means nectar. Prabhupada translated as the nectar of instruction. Um, where he discusses the six favorable and unfavorable, and I just picked one, of... Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksuran Malatamyena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupakadhamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vansha Kalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bayevicha <clears throat> Patitanam Pavanebio Vaishnavebio Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Srivasade Gor Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna, Krishna, Hare, 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 Rama, Hare, Rama, 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 Hare, Hare. Hmm. <laughs> um, so let me just summarize where we were up to in Krishna's birth. Krishna's born. Um, he, he, he enters the womb of Devaki. And uh, he's effulgence and, 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 and Kamsa, who now he's already persecuted because he, he was told by Narada that all the told by Narada that all the um, um, 
all the demigods took birth. So he's already persecuting all the demigods. He has Devaki and Vasudev, Krishna's father and mother in prison. Um, and he's demoniac. And demon means, and there's a little bit of that in, in all of us, demon means that your, your priority is your control and enjoyment. And there's nothing to restrict it. There's no principles. Of course, we have people who are sociopath. They have no conscience even. If they want something, they get it. They don't mind if they kill rape, pillage. So Comps is, you know, it's his, it doesn't care, it's his sister. It was the day of her wedding. Woman, of course. And uh, he's really been concerned about this. The whole Bhagavatam is, is about not being concerned about this. As Prabhupada said at the very end of his life, in a very nonchalant way, what is death but a change of body? As the embodied soul moves from boyhood to childhood to youth to old age, similarly at the time of death, they're not bewildered by such a change. But someone um, who doesn't have that vision. And therefore, this life is the all in all. And their goal is enjoyment. And they don't believe in an absolute truth and therefore an absolute law or morality or something higher than their own desires and opinions. So he really wanted to kill her, but in that false egotistical conception, his dilemma was was it that what what that would do to his reputation and reputation i've written about this is a commodity that uh, allows us to negotiate the world and move through the world if you want control you also want reputation so comes is into control and so he, he is in a dilemma, but he knows if he kills her, because she's pregnant, a sister, a woman who's pregnant, and, and he's just, because initially he was hit with the Kashvani and he just responded. He couldn't even think. Now it, it is there. He can give a little bit of contemplation. And he's... 
he's concerned about his reputation in this life and the next. Um, so he decides, well, if I kill her, I definitely lose my reputation. So, you know, let, let it be born first. You know, then I don't have to kill my sister. I just kill the child. <laughs> I don't know what, what he was thinking, but and then he became, you know, so fearful. He became so fearful. Then we see these signs of good fortune, and there is a there is a science of omens. So there are signs of good fortune, and there are signs of bad fortune. So when Krishna is just about to be born, there's the ultimate signs of good fortune. And these sacrificial fires, the Brahmins were feeling oppressed. They, they, they see these signs of good fortune and, and they're getting confidence. And, and you now you can hear their mantras. Now their sacred fires begin to, their yagyas begin to really, um, develop, you know, become inflamed. And just the whole atmosphere is becoming adjusted perfectly. It's very, very auspicious. And the demigods who on a very higher level of perception, the kind of cosmic consciousness they're in tune with what Krishna is doing or appearing, and they all bring their talents, whether it's dancing or chanting prayers or, or playing drums or singing, or it's just a full manifestation of their jubilance. And then Krishna is, is born and his father's there, and his father is bewildered. Not bewildered. Bewildered means confused. It's a Buddha. It's astonished. It's astonished because astonishment means it's something beyond one's expectation and sometimes beyond one's understanding, but it's wonderful. And he's just wondering how this child is born and he's fully decorated. And how is he born? It's God. How is he born in the prison? And how is he born in the womb? And he's very, very kind of bewildered, bewildered, not, no, kind of, he's kind of very, very enlivened that his, his son is God. His son is God. Yeah, I was thinking today, I'm not sure how this is relevant. You know, I I I I have things down in Colombia, so I don't have to travel. So I, I'm going to the plane. I can just get on the plane.
and I did that from LA and just, it was really easy. And, uh, but you know, I'm watching, you know, due to our past experiences, we have aversions and attachments. We have you know, fears, so many things. So I have some kind of, it's not like, I'll put it, put it in my own language. It's not like Woody Allen-esque. It's not totally <laughs> ludicrous, but I always get, I don't, you know, if people know me, I have the, uh, the ability, it's just a fact that I always had the ability to undergo prolonged mental and physical duress. <laughs> I just have that karma. Even my father noticed it. Um, but somehow or other, always when traveling, this, <laughs> I guess it's just Woody Allen nature comes out, you know, the irrational, you know, and, and when I get on the, the, as soon as I get on the car, I start like, where's my passport? Where's my thing? So Champa couldn't book me in because they, my doctor gave the old phone number for the vaccination card. Um, and uh, um, so, you know, it, it's just, it's just, um, and, and then I ha had the thought also is that, well, then the thoughts come, but what if, you know, what if the plane's all booked? What if the, you know, and I just like, I'm, I'm able to extract myself and what, where is this, 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 this coming from? Because it's so not me, but it, in traveling, I always arrive really early. Um, yeah, and uh, but what I was thinking of, and these, this is how Monday morning greetings get born. What I was thinking about is to be happy, you really have to be detached. But what if I, oh, what if there's no. Anybody on it, and then something with plane and another one available till Thursday. If I don't know, there's of course I got a ticket booked here, but I don't know what they wrote in the thing. But I just thought, and, and I, I think I'm ready for it. And the challenge is, is to really cultivate detachment, to really be satisfied with Krishna's will, no matter what it happens. But you can see, I'm attached to going, <laughs> and if it's not. But, and then, then the whole concept of being equal in happiness and distress. This is the, this is, this is the plan. And, and, you know, and you have to somehow achieve it before death. Equal in happiness and distress. When Prabhupada came to Dallas in 1974 or something, I was there. And he would give Bhagavad Gita in the morning. And I remember the verse he spoke on. The non-permanent appearance of happiness and distress and their disappearance in due course of time is like the changing of the summer and winter season. And one should learn to tolerate them. So I see in spiritual life 
And that's why attachment to the holy name is so beautiful because <laughs> it's something you can always have with you. It's something that no one can take away. It doesn't matter how the world changes. And it's possible. It's possible to get a deep taste for the holy name. It's possible. So that really has to be our goal. And I guess, you know, the nature of the world, and the nature of the world, who knows what to believe? Because it all comes through different medias and they're just not honest anymore. So you, you don't really even know what's out there, but you kind of get a sense, even if the news is skewed left or right, it's so screwed up in the world too. And then I had another realization. I, I, I was thinking of writing something else. And I have to put in a sensitive way because it had to do with the glories of COVID. But no, in the sense that I was just thinking um, that relief that you could get with the sense of detachment when, you know, Krishna just told the world, I'm shutting you down. You're not in control. And then when you give up that control, what a relief it is. Of course, I, I was put in a very easy position. I, I, I'm, my life is already sedentary. My life is, I don't have many responsibilities. So it's not exactly parallel to people's lives. But, but the fact of, of the boost in the Hare Krishna movement is people they had to take the only had to take shelter of it is, is like classes and classes and classes and chanting and hearing. So um, this was in some way, and I'm not even sure how was related, but I'll get back to Krishna's birth. It, it went there and it was the connection I don't remember, but I did want to share with you um, share with you my realizations. Um, so, yeah, Vasudev was, he was, but a Buddha, a Buddha is also, um, a Buddha is also, um, It's a indirect ras, which means you experience your relationship with Krishna through a particular mo mood that comes from that relationship with Krishna. But it's, it, it's so powerful, that mood is so powerful that it appears that it's an experience in itself and I gave the example like laughter between its friendship or its conjugal. <laughs> but it, it has an, its own relish that you forget it, it, that's what it actually is. It, it's just you're, you're experiencing that primary relationship indirectly through these strong emotions. So this is parental, and but it's sankularas. Sankularas, it's mixed with reverence. 
it's mixed with a, a reverential feeling. So he, he, another point is that he begins to worship in his mind because he's in prison. So he can't do what a father wants to do, you know. You know, the chivalrous charity, Dana Vira, giving in charity. My son is born, Hati Dia, Gora Dia, or Dia, giving all those things, charity. So he does it in his mind. Because the body is ultimately an expression of the mind. It's just easy to activate the mind and devotion if you put the body there. But people on the level of on the level of smaran, people on the level of remembrance, they're there in the mind. And and, and it's really it's the mind that's devotion. If your mind's in devotion, you're in devotion. If your body's in devotion, it, 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 if your body's in service, it becomes devotion. If the mind is put there, really. Oh, well, there's also uh, a Gata Sukriti where the body's there and it, it's some service. Unknowingly, you perform service, but generally it's that mind. So in the mind, one can do service. And he, he, um, began to offer charity in the mind to in, in honor of his son. So that's where we're up to in the. Um, the birth, and I'm going to be speaking on it for several days. Uh, so some of you have heard, so it just, it seems to, what I'm experiencing is, is when you tell a story again, you can get deeper. And also, what it really is, is it's a facility to share your realizations. So if you have new realizations, even though you're telling the same story, if you have new realizations, it still can be interesting. So I picked the section. Um, This is the first one to give up is there's things that are favorable and things that are unfavorable. So this is favorable is Sangha Tyaga, giving up the association 
of non-devotees. Now, we have to understand this a little bit subtly because we do deal in the world and we do have all sorts of relationships. So I'll try to deal with that subtly as we... But Sangha is so important. Yeah, I just... We, we had this Tuesday program that Jack is organizing. It's wonderful. And we had, we had Balaram's Appearance Day. And it was just wonderful, Balaram's Appearance Day. It was, you know, and we were so surprised that <clears throat> so many people did come and so many preparations. I wasn't expecting because just on Tuesday, I said, Jack, we'll have it. Yeah, okay. I thought, can people come again? They're working. and But it was nice to see um, Kaveri and uh, Mangalarti came from the city and they stayed with Jaisubhaj and Govardhan Lal and they came. Um, but what I saw is sometimes what keeps people in Krishna consciousness is the good friendships they have with the devotees and how one moves, whether they move down or up, a lot depends on the amount and quality of the association they have. And when you do come to Krishna consciousness, it changes because you, you, now your faith is different. <laughs> so those who know, and I'm not talking about a faith like, uh, you know, I'm a Krishna conscious, I, you know, I believe in Krishna, but your faith that the ultimate goal of life is this connection with God and relationship. And the connection relationship is a feeling of, of relationship. And that kind of spiritual objection. So there will be people that don't have your particular conception of God, but, and they may not even exactly believe in, but they're not against God and they support what you're doing. That's one thing. But when one don't, then uh, gradually there's not much to relate to. Yeah, so um, this sangha is so important. So I was thinking with those ladies, Jai Subhadra and uh, Sri Rupa, and I spoke to Kunji Kishori, who's been my secretary for 25 years. Those relationships keep them connected in Krishna consciousness, even in years where there's struggles and, and don't, you know, the material life seems to be absolutely increasingly overwhelming. You know, people can't afford a house. You know, my father was middle class, but he could buy a house. <laughs> people can't buy a house. Now people have to live with their parents. It's hard for them to move out. I wouldn't be surprised in the future if we're all lined up by the bus station, 
by the bus stop in the rain. Price of cars now have become astronomical, the price of gas. It's kind of a subtle illusion because you get more money, but it's worth less and less. So material life is such a struggle, I see that. But what keeps people connected is the, the, the Sangha. So let's read. In the Sri Deshamrita, Srila Rupa Goswami has said that one's devotion is enhanced by Utsaha, Nisteya, Dharyat, Tatat Karma Pavartana, Sangha Tyaga, and Sadvriti. Added these in items, Utsaha, Nistaya, Dharyat, and Tatat Karma Pavartana have already been separately discussed in the previous essays. Now I try to discuss the meaning of the word Sangha Tyaga. So, giving up, Tyaga, renouncing. Um, there are two types of Sangha, association and attachment. Association is of two types with non-devotees and with the opposite sex, women. So, Association is the people you're with and attachments are the things and attitudes you, you have that are anartha, have no value. Similarly, attachment is of two types, attachment for, prejudice, for prejudices and attachment for assets. And prejudices mean Attitudes we have where we judge thing, we judge things not for what they are, but due to our previous uh, due to a previous exper experience where we generalized. And therefore prejudices take us out from a vision of reality. And therefore, from a vision for God, because God is truth. So let's see how he discusses this. The Mahatmas who wish to attain perfection in devotional service should carefully give up Sangha in the form of association and attachment. Otherwise, this Sangha will gradually and truly ruin everything. Well, that's a tall order, but it's going to be based on our faith, and our faith is going to be based on our experience. That's why retreats are so important because experience comes from absorption. And the nature of retreats is to create an atmosphere where people easily can be absorbed. And in that absorption, there's experience, experience of God. And when we have that experience of God and we feel what that does to our hearts, we realize somehow or other, this is the objective and you move towards your faith or your objectives. And even if we don't, it's there. 
always beckoning, move in this direction. And then eventually it's going to happen. No other shelter is going to last that's material because it's temporary. And if we're lucky, God will let us know I'm taking it away. And then we'll chant the holy name with faith. Otherwise, we'll have to get that realization by the understanding and application of the philosophy. But then we'll get that faith. Krishna, 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 hey. Then we'll take shelter. We'll, we'll get Bhutva, Bhutva, Paliyate. Bhagavad Gita says, this world is destroyed again and again and again. And eventually you get tired of it, of building my sandcastles on the shore of the ocean. You get tired of it. Eventually you'll throw your hands up and fully surrender to Guru and Krishna. The world is meant to bring you to that realization for your own benefit. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita, Sangat Sanjayate Kama Kama Krodha Bajayate. Krodha Bhavati Sammoha Samahat Smiti Vibraha. Smitta Brahmshad, Buddhina Show, Buddhina Shat, Panasyati, from attachment, lust develops. And from lust, anger arises because when lust is not fulfilled, we're not just quote, talking about lust as sex life, but you know, this strong attachment. But it's called karma. Karma. When it's not attached, there's frustration and anger. From anger, complete delusion arises. And from delusion, bewilderment of memory. Then, you know, you, you become deluded. You're not seeing, and then you just forget everything. And then when that has happened, your intelligence is lost. And when intelligence is lost, one falls down again into the material pool. practitioner should always remember this instruction of the Lord. If a practitioner engages in prohibited association, then gradually his attachment increases. And association here is not just being with people, but engaging in intimate relationships with people, because that creates a conduit between one's heart and another person's. And what's in the other person's heart will come to your heart. And that's why, you know, Sangha, Sadhu Sangha is so important, but Sadhu Sangha means more advanced, like-minded and relationship. That's first-class Sadhu Sangha. And of course, we can have we can have intimate relations, we can have relationships 
with people who don't, but if they're innocent, then we can share our own hearts. They'll be willing to share, willing to let us share our hearts with them without trying to transfer what's in their hearts to us because they realize that it's not working. A practitioner, if a practitioner engaged in prohibited association, then gradually his attachment increases. The more this attachment increases, the more his firm faith in the supreme goal diminishes. Faith is, again, not, I don't believe, it's not I believe or I don't believe, but it's a, a, um, a remembrance of an experience, a tr trust by experience of a goal. And memory fades. And with the memory fading, then, then our faith goes. We forget why we have come. We forget the experiences we've had that touched our hearts and, and give, gave us the conviction that this is the goal that's worth having. The more this attachment increases, the more, okay, the purpose is the living entity is spiritual, being conditioned by Maya and falsely proud to, due to ignorance, the living entity has forgotten his constitutional position. In his pure state, the living entity does not so associate with Maya, rather he remains fully spiritual. Therefore, the eternal sangha of the living entity in that state is desirable. The sangha in the conditioned state of living entity is polluted because the person's heart, that sangha being polluted with nations in the form of association with non-devotees and women and attachment for family and assets is unfavorable for one's advancement. Spiritual sangha of the living entity is compatible and main done mundane sangha is incompatible. To get free from this incompatible sangha is the living entity's liberation. Now we shall consider incompatible sangha. First, we consider the association of non-devotees. Who is a non-devotee? Those who are not subordinate to the Lord are called non-devotees. It doesn't say Hare Krishna. The jnanis are never subordinate to the Lord. They think they can become one with the Lord on the strength of their knowledge. They think gyan is the topmost object. The Lord cannot keep one who attains gyan under his control. The Lord became supreme by the strength of this gyan. I too will become supreme. Therefore, all the endeavors of the jnanis are to become independent of the Lord. The Lord's power does not act on one who achieves liberation in the form of merging with the Lord, which is attained by Gan. This is the attempt of the Ganis. You know, there, there's also that distinction between Mayavadis and Brahmavadis. The Mayavadis seem to have a, a definitive antagonistic philosophy towards God. 
the Brahmavadis, um, it seems to me they, they may have an impersonal realization, but without the antagonism. Somehow, I don't know why I'm fatigued. I did, well, I don't get much sleep, but I, I still shouldn't be tired now. Um, okay. The Ganis and mundane scholars do not depend on the mercy of the Lord. They try to achieve everything on the strength of their knowledge and reasoning. They do not care for the Lord's mercy. Therefore, the Ganis are non-devotees. Although some Ganis accept devotional service as their process of sadhana, at the time of perfection, they discard it. So there's something in the Vedic system called panchaposhana. Panchaposhana means five types of worship. You worship the different demigods. You worship the different, different demigods as... As you worship them, any one of the five, Brahma, Durga, Shiva, Ganesh, you worship them, not with the object, the objective that they are supreme or that there is a supreme, but you worship them with the objective of transcending it and merging with God. So the worship is not sincere because it's, it's for some other reason. So Prabhupada called that the, the love of a prostitute. She engages in some love with a man, but actually it's just to get the money. And then after the money, there's no love. So this is Panchaposhana. You worship one of the demigods to achieve liberation. When the Bhagavad Gita came out, by Dr. Radhakrishna, a, a, a great Sanskrit scholar who was an impersonalist, was the president of India. He wrote in his commentary on Manmana Bhava Madhbhakto, Madhyaji, worship Krishna, remember me, etc. He said, it is not to the unborn who, we, you know, it's not to the unborn that we have to, it's not to Krishna we have to surrender, but the unborn within him or something. And Prabhupada said, what a rascal philosophy. And then Prabhupada quoted a verse from the Upanishads. Deha, dehi, nabedyo yam, If there's an absolute, there can't be no difference. It's not to Krishna we have to surrender, but to the unborn beginning within him. And Prabhupada said, Deha, dehi, nabedyo yam, Within the, the absolute, there can't be any distinction between the inside and the outside. And then, of course, Prabhupada said, Krishna is directly saying, Manmanab, me, surrender unto me. Okay, uh, somehow, I don't know why I got a little tired and brain fog, but I was up early and wasn't that much sleep. So, Shumunajaya, any points today you share and then others?
Yes, Maharaj. Thank you for class. I I really love that last part where indeed, what a rascal that seems you're saying what he said about the Bhagavad Gita and the, the surrendering. I'm like, that don't make no sense. It's so crazy. So, but I, I, I love that. But I especially loved your, you, you say it many times that um, faith is trust by experience. Um, and I really like the point you were making today is that to keep faith, we have to go back to the things or engage in things that gave us the experience in the first place to, you know, go back to the sangha, go back to the kirtan, go back to the meeting. And that's what keeps you going. And to your point, go back to those relationships. So you always say that you need to make times in your day, your month, your week, your year. Uh, but that really struck me that we have to keep going back to that. And that's how we keep our faith strong. Right. Not only back to the activity, but at least, well, yeah, we have to do something to actually remember. Why am I here? I'm here because I was convinced that there's a goal that was worthy of this sacrifice I make of my time and effort. And that, and you're here because there was that experience. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Raj. Have a safe travel. I will. I will. I'll get there next time. Where's my passport? Where's my ticket? (laughs) It's it's the only time I become Woody Allen-esque. It's, it's, you know, what, what if the plane doesn't come? What if it's not? What, what, what if it's already booked? What if it's thing? Why is it, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm going like this, what, what the hell are you doing? At least I can extract myself. But even if you extract yourself intellectually, the feelings are still there and it, it's irrational. It must be in my past life, I missed my plane, <laughs> you know? I must have missed my plane in my last life and it created a samskara. And sometimes I have dra- dreams like that, that I'm, I'm kind of running for the train or, or you know, I'm late <laughs> for the airport. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hi, Bo. Thank you. Anybody else say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Yeah. Um, well, a couple of things. One is just following up on your, on what Jamuna and you were just saying, you know, it reminded me I think it was C.S. Lewis, right, who said that people generally, they don't like make a a firm decision to leave religion. They kind of drift away. Yeah, because faith is not renewed, he says. Yeah. Yeah. You have to spend some time every day in contemplation. And yeah, that's what he, he said in a very beautiful way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, what else? Yeah, just, you know, still when it comes to this, for example, laughter, you know, becoming like an experience in itself, you know, yeah, I'm still trying to get that, you know, the only thing I can think is like, if you, if, if you're cracking up really hard, I don't, I don't think that's what you mean, though. No, what, what, what no, I'm saying sometime we're joking with our friends, right? Yeah. And we're relishing humor right? We're really relishing the experience. I love humor. You know, I love jokes. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, you know, you know, me and your husband, Joseph, we could just get together and share, share the, our our Rodney Dangerfield 
you know, favorite jokes, you know? I was so ugly that when I was born, <laughs> the doctor slapped my mother. <laughs> I don't get no respect, no, no respect, no respect. You know, I went to, the, wait, 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 I'm on a hold now. I went to the psychiatrist and I told the psychiatrist, doctor, no one pays any attention to me. He said, next. <laughs> so that one's always funny. Uh, what's that? So I that mean, one I, is always funny. Uh, it's always funny. All, all of them, yeah, all of them. They're always funny. They wait, never wait, get wait, old. Wait, Gail, wait. You know, I was so depressed. I called the suicide hotline. They encouraged <laughs> me. I don't get what <laughs> But there's something too about humor let's say with your friends and you know you're the guys get together and they're joking right so they're relishing the humor but it's also an indirect experience of of of, of the love of friendship too that's what it means so with krishna there's these these powerful rasas that you experience but you're also indirectly experiencing like Radha and Krishna will joke with each other, right? Yeah. And it's a lot of fun, but it's an indirect experience of the conjugal relationship. Anyway, Gail, yeah. some things you'll just have to become self-realized and then you'll <laughs> That's my conclusion. No, but what will happen is that in, in some class in the future, you'll just tweak your explanation in the slightest way and it'll be completely illuminating that's what usually happens. that's why i don't give the full answer so i keep you coming <laughs> <laughs> okay okay whatever works maharaj whatever works okay okay it's working you've been coming for like 15 years <laughs> waiting for me to finally explain the point <laughs> yeah yeah it'll happen okay thanks for keep trying maharaj thank okay. you yeah um, have you gone to communion today? <laughs> That's a joke too. Yeah, that was a joke, but it was an inside joke. Okay. You didn't laugh. <laughs> yes, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, Narmasaki here. Narmasaki, Hare Krishna. Thank you for the class and have a safe trip, Guru Maharaj. Where are you now? Still in? I'm in the farm. You're in the farm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not the apartment? No, no. You move you move back to the farm. They finished the construction. Yes, yes, we did. Is it nice? Uh yeah, but really hot. Hot and humid. It's hot and humid, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anybody yeah. else? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. And Kishore Radha. Okay. Hi Tota. Hi Bok. Okay, make sure you're on time because you know how I get. I'll be there <laughs> okay. on time. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hey, Bhakti Devi. How you're, are you? You're in your country place? No, I'm in Prospect Park. Oh, you're in your country place in Prospect Park. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Beautiful Prospect Park. Yep. Yeah. Well, I wish you safe travels and I hope you don't, you know, I hope your flight leaves on time and everybody's nice to you. <laughs> I'm not that worried, but it, it, 
I just observe it that it's so uncharacteristic of me, you know. Okay, now I'll tell you my, my favorite Woody Allen scene. Because when I was in New York City, I came with Jack on Wednesday and it's impossible to get parking now because half, it was already impossible. Now half the parking spaces are with the restaurants from COVID on the street. Or the and, bikes or and, the city bike bags. <laughs> and the, and the city bikes. So I said, Jack, it's impossible. And then what happens is every time you see a spot in the future, right? You become very excited and then you see a fire hydrant, right? <laughs> but, but somehow or other, we rode by and we look at a spot. Oh, it's a fire. We rode by and we get back. Wait, Jack, there may be a room. So anyway, we got in. But, but then I noticed when I was at the end, when we were walking back to the car and I saw a parking spot and I became very excited, <laughs> even though I didn't need one anymore. <laughs> So what I did remember is there was this Woody Allen movie. And I think I told this before. And it was at night and he was going down the streets of New York and he was in a coffin and there were four pallbearers. I think I told this. And then they see a parking spot and then he, he, he's going to parallel park in. And in his dream, another coffin comes in and takes his... <laughs> <laughs> okay all right i knew you would appreciate that okay. yes thank you very much <laughs> okay anybody else say hello hey krishna maharaj this is malati malati hi bro i'll see you next month absolutely have malati. a safe travel great. thank you great anybody else say hello let me see who this is. Isabel, we'll see you soon. Right? Yeah. Okay. We're going to have a great time in Colombia. You'll really love the people. The people will love you. Thank you. Okay. Good. See you soon. Okay, great. Good. Anybody else? Maharaj, thank you for class and have a nice trip. You and all the people who's coming. Okay, we'll see you soon. That's great. That's great. Okay. Okay. We are very happy waiting for you. I'm very happy to come. You know the... Okay, we'll see you soon. Okay, anybody else? Hi, Krishna Garage. It's Thal Govinda. And Bridget. Thank, Thank you for class. class. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. We'll all... Depending on you both to make the Janmashtami here at Jack's really. <laughs> I, I, I told Jack, uh, Bradji, you were leading the Abhishek Kirtan. I told him. <laughs> we're going to uh, sing the Madarastakam. Is that okay? Great. Yeah. That's what handout sheets. Those things are yeah. wonderful. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. What he gives Bob, right? Yeah. Are you yeah. practicing that one? Yeah. Yeah. Madhuram, Madhuram, Vadana, Madhuram, Madhuradi Patir, Madhuram, Wow, that's going to be ecstatic. Great. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. You can't always rely on the guru. The people there have to take up and make these things enlivening for people. Okay, great. 
Oh, your mercy, Gurudev. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Anybody else? They Okay. Anybody else? Okay, I look at the list. I see every single person that's there. Um, okay. Vanchakalpa Thrubhyas Chakra Pasindu Bhyeva Chopatit.